0: Hey, good morning, James.
1: Good morning, gentlemen. And it's raining cats and dogs over here. I heard you say 80% chance of showers in Biloxi. Pensacola's pouring like cats and dogs.
0: Yeah, it's gonna rain. And actually, if I'm looking at the radar, I see it. It's like streaming up off of the off of the gulf. You can see it. It's all even past you, it's still going in that direction. A lot of a lot of weather this morning, but you know we're lucky, Gene, because we could be faced with with the aftermath of the hurricane, and some parts of of your area did over in the Big Bend of Florida. Have you heard any anything going on over there?
1: Yeah, proud of Governor DeSantis. He's done a great job managing this hurricane. Florida's in its very structure and nature of operations with emergency services does a great job in, in disaster recovery and remediation after storms. We're pretty well prepared over here. In fact, Michael, that's how you and I first met a decade ago when you were in government and I was in government. We were swapping resources to protect the Gulf Coast, and I was always fond of that starting point in our our relationship.
0: Yeah, you know, and and that's what we were all about back then, helping folks and getting the job done, public service, which, you know, both of us did. We did our public service stint. And, and I'm glad that I did. I enjoyed it. I'm also glad now that we can sit back on Fridays and talk about the public servants.
1: Yeah. As, as a, as a, as a, instead of being the target, we're the shooter. So, speaking of that, let me, may I have your permission to go off a little bit this morning? Oh, move First all, before I start this past week, folks, this guy named Michael Pohl and Jen, Jill Pohl had a wonderful anniversary. Happy birthday. Happy, happy anniversary to both of them. Good people, good friends and hell of a lot of contribution they've given to the community. We've got some issues I want to focus on that have lit me up over this last week. You got me going on one of them last week, Michael, so I'm going to take it from here for a minute okay. This past week. President Biden, oh, I have trouble even saying that, signed off on a proposal to have to, pre- to present to Congress to request additional funding for a new vaccine. Uh, tentatively, it's going to be recommended that everybody get the vaccine again and start wearing the mask. What does that remind you of? How about an earlier conversation you and I had called COVID Fear Porn? It's returning, Michael. COVID vaccinations, the lockdowns, and the consequences. Is there no small coincidence? This is gearing up to the timing of another election this doctor who's disappeared into the sunset hopefully he still has his life intact but i don't know for how long this doctor Mengele fauci who has turned out to be who has turned out to be nothing short of a perpetrator of a medical fraud both with the pharmaceuticals on one end the world health organization on another end and you and me, the citizens, and the citizens of the world, on another end. Why, this Chinese-American who was just arrested for the shooting up in Chapel Hill at a medical facility on Chapel Hill, University of North Carolina, I think, was an individual who came from the Wuhan lab in China. And here he is in a PhD program (laughs) in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, the perpetration of the indoctrination is concerning me on that level, and here's why it's happening. We have a government that we, we, we chastise this guy named Joe Biden, but I think he's the tip of the iceberg, and behind him lies uh, not only a dozen lies, but a, 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 a system run by Democrats, who are lawyers. I'll come back to that point in a minute. Biden's lies are piling up, and they're endless. He brags about a law school of academic scholarship. he That's a lie. He had a rank at his graduation of 76 in a class of 85. He wasn't in the top 10%. The New York Times says there's no evidence of his claims in his civil rights events that he brags about supporting. In fact, the opposite's true. He was seen with some characters who were strongly supporting slavery. And Biden watched the Pittsburgh Bridge collapse. That's what he said. That was a lie. And he claimed he drove an 18-wheeler. Can you imagine that? That wasn't a lie.
0: I think if I think if he weren't president, he'd probably be a good eighteen wheeler driver. He
1: he may have to plan on that if he can know the difference between left and right in his movement.
0: I don't know that he would be able to make it these days. He he doesn't seem like his health would allow him to sit behind the wheel for hours at a time and drive a big rig. He'd probably kill somebody.
1: But the most important thing, Michael, he went forward and told the nation about his own son's death and represented three different scenarios. Can you imagine talking about the death of your son and lying about the truthfulness of that event before the nation? This man is pathological, and he's gone. But here's where I want to go today. The Democrats, every Democrat presidential nominee since 1984 went to law school. Although Gore did not graduate, Joe Biden, by no surprise, was at the bottom of his class, and every Democrat vice presidential nominee since 1976, except for Lloyd Benson, went to law school. Barack Obama was a lawyer. Michelle Obama was a lawyer. Hillary Clinton was a lawyer. Bill Clinton was a lawyer. John Edwards is a lawyer, and Elizabeth Edwards was a lawyer. Look at leaders of the Democrat Party in Congress. The Senate Majority Leader, Chuck Schumer, he's a lawyer. Former Senator Harry Reid, a lawyer. Now, the Republican Party's just a wee bit different. President Trump was a businessman, is a businessman. Barack Vivek Ramaswamy, a businessman, billionaire at under 40 years of age. President Bush's one and two were businessmen. Vice President Cheney was a businessman. President Eisenhower was a five-star general, the leaders of the Republican Revolution. The Newt Gingrich was a history professor. Tom DeLay was an exterminator. Dick Armey was an economist. Ex-House Minority Leader John Bonner Bonner was a a plastics manufacturer. Former Senate Majority Leader Bill First was a heart surgeon. Who was the last president who was a lawyer? Gerald Ford, who left office 31 years ago, who barely won the Republican Party nomination sitting as president and running against actor who? Actor Ronald Reagan in 1976. The Republican Party is made up of real people doing real work who are often the targets of lawyers. This is very interesting. I've never thought about it this way before. But the Democrat Party and its lawyering of this nation has run us into gridlock. And for, for those who should know the Constitution, and I can't find one Democrat lawyer in this town to help me identify, work with me and counsel me on the Constitution of the United States. I need a constitutional lawyer, Michael, to help us understand the merits of the indictments against Donald Trump, both from the point of view of the legal legitimacy, the venues, the motives, and who's bringing these charges forward against Trump? Democrat-appointed DAs and lawyers who admitted when they were even if they were running for the post that they were out to get Trump. Now if we don't see the hidden well, if we don't see what's in plain sight, then there's we're doing something wrong. We need these folks to stay focused on the narrow practice of law. That's fine. But it's an awful way to govern the nation. When politicians as lawyers begin to view some Americans as clients and other Americans as opposing parties, then the role of the legal system in our lives is becoming all too consuming. Oh, I'll call my lawyer and get some help working through that. How about some calling your brain out of of retirement and start thinking about the word common sense before we call our lawyer? How about our own responsibilities for our own behaviors? We're not all litigants in some vast society of class action suits. We are citizens of a republic that promises you and me a great deal of freedom from laws, from courts, and from lawyers. We're drowning in the laws, Michael, and perhaps we need to change this focus about the democrat when i said to you in a few episodes prior let's look at the democrat party that i think before the end of the next election in 2024 we may see a meltdown of the democrat party as we know it today it's the lawyers that are causing it to melt regardless who the political candidate is we need an enema on this legal system not uh, as a concept or a methodology Of how we govern. Our forefathers weren't all lawyers. They did it from scratch and then went back to the farm and worked to complete their day's chores.
0: So true. And, you know, I'll tell you the, the problem this day, this day and age, is that no one can navigate the complexities of our legal systems without a lawyer, including if you are charged with a crime and you can't afford to get a lawyer, there is no way for you to be able to defend yourself in this country. It's gotten that complicated. Every little circuit judge around the country has their own little rules about what you can do and can't do in their court and all this stuff. I mean, it's gotten absolutely ridiculous. Trump. thing yeah, that ahead. I want to talk about today is, the, is the silent depression that we are in. We talked about this, Ted and I did, earlier this week. But 61% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. That's a lot of folks. And if you look at the numbers, if you go back to 1930 in the the height of the the, the financial woes that this country had back then, the average salary per year was $4,800. If you do the numbers and move it up to what that would be according to inflation today, it would be $85,000. But you know what the average is? The average is $56,000. So we're actually making less. Than our forefathers did on average during the Great Depression. That's a problem. If you look at I
1: I don't think a lawyer in the in the true sense is who's expert in law as they are, and I commend them for the studies they go through to get there. But you know, the United States has five percent of the world's population and sixty-six percent of the world's lawyers. Think about it, it.
0: Yeah, it's a problem. We've got to do something about it. But when lawyers are running everything, you can't get anything done.
1: Well, ever since these lawyers had to step up to help Trump, he raises 9 to $10 million since the end of the fourth indictment. Just And that money's going to pay for lawyers, not his campaign.
0: And what are the other lawyers doing on the other side? They're trying to charge his lawyers with crimes because they don't want anybody to represent him.
1: Oh, God. There you go. You just brought it full circle. No, I think the American public's going to wake up to this. It'll happen by our reorientation of the Republican Party. My sorrows go out to Mitch McConnell, Diane Feinstein and the rest who are suffering, not to mention the big boss Big Joey baby, but uh, they 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 they're all they're all failing and if we need some sort of rules in place to make sure their cognition that they're on their game to represent us, they made a big stink these lawyers about Donald Trump being on his game mentally, his mental acuity proved to be 100% on target. And now look what we've got.
0: Which just goes to show you, whatever Democrats are accusing you of doing, they're actually doing themselves. Right, look (laughs) in the mirror, boys. All right, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Gene. Thank you.